And what's up, gamblers? You already know. It's your boys, Dennis Perez and Roel Cabral. And this is Bet the Universe, where we talk sports betting. BetTheUniverse.Pawbean.com, the original home. iTunes, Spotify, the IG page, and of course, the Panel Pick app. Bet the Uni Row and Bet the Uni's Dennis, the two uh, handles on there where we handle business. Today, November 18th, 2022, and we are just about to get into week 11 special guest we have with us an old friend of the show how is real football talk how is real football talk of course <laughs> yeah of course uh hey, brother how you doing today it's been a while no, i'm doing great thanks guys thanks for having me on and a special shout out of course to how real football talk on youtube too guys Hallis comes up with these weekly episodes, sometimes a couple of episodes a week, and they're always great. They're always on point, breaking down all kinds of things that are going on in the NFL. So for you NFL fans, please make sure you check out Hallis Real Football Talk on YouTube. He has the goods. He has great insight, great information, and he breaks things down, man, like the pros. So, so thanks for coming on with us, Hallis. And I know it's super late where you're at right now. <laughs> all right, no worries. Just, just past midnight here. So you want to get into some division talk with Hallis, uh, real football talk over here. What division you want to start with first, Hallis? You want to start with the AFC East? Uh, Yeah, whichever way you want to go. Let's go AFC East. So we got the Bills at Uh, minus 190 leading the way in the division. Miami plus 240. And then you got the Jets plus 1100, which is... A lot of value there for a team that's right in the mix of things. And New England, plus 1,600. I'm sure that you could find some backers on that team as well. Uh, Hallis, what you think? Yeah, I think it's... uh, I'm just having the uh, odds in front of me here as well. So it is is kind of crazy how high the odds are, especially for the Jets now at 6-3, I believe, uh, playing really great ball defensively. Um, If you look at some of the numbers, like I think number six in defensive DVOA, you like a lot of things that they have. That Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed on the other side, the cornerback tandem. They can do a lot of stuff up front, bring different games with that D line. And uh, as we saw against Buffalo, they can give, if they play like that, they can give the best teams in the league uh, real issues. Uh, just offensively, there is definitely a concern um, with some mm-hmm. of the things now, Brees Hall out. Yeah. Some of the things you look at the splits with uh, Zach Wilson. When he's under pressure and when he's not under pressure, I think by far the worst quarterback in terms of EPA versus uh, uh, when he's pressured. So, yeah, I think I think as a long shot, uh, it's plus 1,100. Or what do you say? Plus 1,400 even had it. Uh, I, definitely, I definitely like long shots. I personally still think it's buff- between Buffalo and Miami, and I would lean Buffalo in terms of if I had to bet somebody. Uh in terms of the odds, uh, you're not going to make great value there with minus minus 190. You had it, guys. Minus what was it? Minus 180 for Buffalo. Mm. Minus 180. Okay, okay, a little bit better there, <laughs> but still, uh, I'm not sure if this is the this is the right time to really to really make that much money because Miami has the dark matchup already, uh, and there's a lot of like to like with them. That all that speed on the offensive side. I love what they're doing with Mike McDaniel's. How he utilizes those guys and two are playing at an extremely high level in this offense. So I, I would say I would say if you're trying to take a long shot here with the Jets, uh, mm-hmm. be worth spending it. But I would say that would be a division that I would stay away from in terms mm-hmm. of just better. If I would go anyway here, I think Josh Allen is six to one to win MVP right now. Mm-hmm. That's about as good as, uh, as you're going to find this year probably still. And they're about to play the Browns, which yeah. one of the worst defensive teams in the league. So, 
I think if you if you want to if you want to gamble on them in any way, uh, if you gamble them, if you bet him to win the MVP, uh, it's probably supposed to also win the division. So I think I think in terms of the correlation there, I would like that. Okay. Quick question, Hollis. With Buffalo going 0-2 in the division, obviously that makes it just oh, yeah, a little sure. bit harder so far because they started off the division kind of rough. Uh, they're the cream of the sure. crop of the division. We know they're the best team. But does it concern you, the, all the turnovers of late, you know, and then, of course, losing to the Jets, losing the way that they lost to the Vikings, you know, does that any of that concern you? Or do you still think that at the end of the day that they'll end up winning that division at the minus 180? Like I said, I, I think they are the favorites, though. And as you're talking about some of the turnover stuff, mm-hmm. it's definitely uh, a bit of a concern, Josh kind of getting – because the game is so much on his shoulders, mm-hmm. um, and when they get down there, especially if I look at some of those turnovers, like and missing Brian Dable too, it looks like they're missing him a little bit here with with, with the decision making. You know, sure, sure, uh, yeah. I, I like some of the stuff they're doing offensively, but it's it's kind of the same thing that we've had over the last couple of years, where it's really a lot on his shoulders, not a lot of designated touches for some of his playmakers. Uh, so it's really all about him having to process the game and. It can happen at some point that you're just gonna stumble into those turnovers, especially in the red zone when we had that uh, pick that he threw on fourth down. Kind of mm-hmm. had his board, yeah, right. Wouldn't say that's that much on him, uh, but there's definitely been some things like once he completely missed the linebacker against the Jets, I believe that was, was it. Uh, I think it was Jordan Whitehead dropping mm-hmm. down there, and he just completely missed him. So two of those, I'm really like him just just trying to force the issue. Uh, but the two others definitely were these last two weeks. And there's definitely some of that. But if you look at that game against the Vikings, like there were so many opportunities that fourth and, what was it, fourth and 16, that insane Justin Jefferson catch uh, at the goal and to get that stop. And then Josh just fumbles the snap. Yeah. Uh, that's an extra turnover they did in overtime, obviously, that's ended the game. But I think, like, watching that game, I thought they were the better team. Still kind of can't believe yeah. that they didn't pull it out. It just blew it. So, let's let's move yeah, though. So you would you would probably end up staying away in that division. But if anything, you would drop a little change on the yeah, Jets. That's what it sounds like. A little something on the Jets because this is a big week for the Jets if they get this win here. Definitely. So they kind of have to overcome finally the, their arch nemesis. Oh the yeah. Patriots. And if if they can do that, then they're definitely. Uh, I think. Are they three and zero in the division? Then they're two and one. They're two and one, and Miami's two and one. And, and they lost that one against the Patriots, I remember. But they kind of, I think at halftime, they were up in that game, and then they had that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach Wilson yeah. with three picks, and, you know, so the bad yeah. penalty they had, it, it was pretty bad there. And Yeah, Hallis yeah. mentioned uh, Wilson under pressure, too. Yeah. Under pressure, yeah. Uh, 21% completion percentage. This is all this season. Uh, three yards per attempt, one one touchdown to five interceptions, and a passer rating of six. Mm. That's under pressure for Zach yeah, Wilson. I don't think you want to trust a quarterback like that going yeah. with the division. That's right. I, 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 for the money right now, I think Miami at plus 240. Put Miami at plus 240. Miami's hot right now. I don't think they lost the game without Tua when he started the game and finished the game. So that's that's really good for them, right? So the defense has been leaking lately, but if they can write that side of the ball right there, uh, you know I picked McDaniel for the coach of the year before the season started. Uh, he hasn't done that to, to make me feel any differently. The thing with Buffalo that concerns me is the 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 red zone interceptions, the interceptions just period. He mm-hmm. seems a little more reckless this year, Josh Island that being, and the, you know the 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 health of the elbow. That thing could yeah. go there at any time. True. That thing can go at any time. That's true. And you saw him kind of react late, like when he fell. 
during the game. I don't know if anybody caught that, but I think it was during a turnover yeah, when he was trying to, know. yeah, when he was trying to trying to get a tackle in, and he looked uh, he looked like he got re-injured there yeah, real listen, quick. Listen, Miami's so getting the, the running game going. The trade with for Wilson was a success. Yes, um, right. You know, Tua, like you said, uh, undefeated when he starts and finishes a game, and they mm -hmm. made the additions with Chubb as well. They made the additions. All they gotta yeah. do is fix that defense a bit, yeah. and I think they'll be good to go. All right, let's move let's, on. Let's move on to the, the North. Yeah, right? absolutely. So you got Baltimore at minus 490, uh, leading the way, and then Cincinnati plus 490. Uh, so I, I wouldn't... That's it. Yeah, right? I, I mean, Cleveland, uh, I think they've lost uh, enough games that even Deshaun coming in, in two weeks' time is not going to be enough to save them as far as the division. So it's pretty much a two-horse race at this point. Uh, Hallis, what do you think about the AFC North? So... First of all, I'm very happy that I have my plus 220 tickets preseason on the Ravens oh, <laughs> to, win, to win them nice. all. So that, uh, that's looking very good right now. We also like um, the Ravens to win the division in the beginning of the year, too. So that's a great yeah, call. I, I, thought I, remember, I thought I remembered something, definitely, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that the front runners, because looking at the schedule, I can pull it up right here, but I, but I remember. So they played the Panthers this weekend. Yeah, then you got Jacksonville. Jacksonville, the Jaguars, then we got the, Denver, the Broncos, exactly. Steelers, uh, Steelers, Browns, Raiders, yeah. Falcons. Yeah. So really, if you look at that, there's a lot of very win winnable games. They're gonna be favored then, in all those games. They're gonna be favored. Yeah, exactly. And then eighteen, they're playing the Bengals, which mm -hmm. could be for the but it could easily be they could already have it wrapped up mm -hmm. at that point. Bengals have a bit of a tougher way to go still here, so. I think in terms of once again value, I'm not gonna lay. I'm not gonna lay minus mm -hmm. five hundred on them. Absolutely. At this point, I think it kind of. You think it kind of. Turned too late here already. Yeah. And you're once right. again, if 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 you want to get involved here, last week I, I'm not exactly sure where Lamar is at right now, but I think I bet him at fourteen to one to win MVP to, mm -hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, twelve to one right now, Hallis. Twelve to one plus twelve hundred right now. Yeah. I think with that schedule, like they could easily have the number one seed in the AFC. Mm -hmm. That could, with that schedule, I could easily see that. True. Um, so, so I think that's definitely worth. A and with Josh Allen's injury than, too. Can I come in with something real quick? I think the Ravens, I don't know if they're the only team to do it, but I know in the first nine games of their season, they've led every game by double digits. Now, they haven't won uh -huh. all those games, but they've led at one point in every single game they played this year by double digits. Nice. Yeah, did they, did they lead the Bengals in that Sunday night game? Probably mm -hmm. as well by 10 or at some point, yeah. That was the closest one, I know, because they've lost, it's obviously, uh, they've obviously lost three leads against the Dolphins, Bills, and who was it as well? Somebody was else. it the Jets that got them? Yeah, I think the Jets, no, the no, Giants beat them. The Giants beat the no, Ravens. I'm sorry, the, the Giants, Giants got them. Oh my God! Yeah, late. Again, I'm, I'm personally a Ravens fan. <laughs> so that it was, was the Giants. It was the Giants, the Giants. having a magical season. Let's move on because yeah, that division is pretty much. I don't want to say wrapped up, but with that schedule looking the way it looks, exactly. you know, let's be realistic here. I mean, maybe a there's some value there still, but yeah, the MVP, the MVP makes way more sense. So that's a good call there. Yeah. NFC, Hallis. NFC East, sure. you got the Eagles here at eight and one. You got the Dennis is gonna pull up the numbers, but just the records real quick. Eagles at eight and one, Giants at seven and two, and Dallas at six and three. Those are the top competitors for the division. What do you think about this division here? Philly minus three forty, mm -hmm. Dallas plus four sixty, yeah. Giants plus nine hundred. Wow. Okay. 
Oh, well, I have them plus 700 on my book. So <laughs> if I want to bet the giant, you know, I definitely ask you where you're betting it. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> another, another one I have uh, Eagles ticket, I think, was it three to one or something like that in the preseason? That's obviously long gone. Yeah. Um, at minus 340, another one that's, uh, I'm not 100% sure if you can really lay that money with them. I would prefer the Eagles to go the distance because you have that matchup, that rematch against the Cowboys. I think that's going to be the ne- another game that they're going to lose. Yeah. But the rest of the way looks pretty pretty soft for them, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would still, I would definitely favor the Eagles here. Uh, Cowboys have a tough game this weekend. We'll, I think we'll get to that anyway uh, uh, in a bit. So I'll leave that for now. But I think once again, Eagles would be the only way that I. I wouldn't lay it here. So if any, if anything, if you have great belief in the Cowboys, some of the things that they've shown offensively, Tony Pollard getting uh, really more involved now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they get, in, in terms of the offensive infrastructure there, uh, what they have set up, they're running so much 12 personnel now, getting Dak involved in the run game, some of the things that they can do in the play-action game. I really like yeah. what I'm seeing from this offense. So if you if you're a believer in the Cowboys, it, I think you had them plus 460. That is... That is worth a couple of bucks, yeah. uh, but I would personally favor the Eagles. And um, yeah, one of one of the things, for example, for this week, weekend uh, with Tony Pollard, he's a guy that I am continuing to back until they show me that they're actually this committed to seek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're actually going to cost themselves because it's just such a more explosive player. Uh, you look at all the metrics, yards per touch, yards after contact, stuff like that. If mm-hmm. they don't put stones in their own path and kind of play for the best players. Uh, I think they can be a dangerous offense in that defense, obviously, I think number two in uh, DVOA right now. So there's a lot of things to like here with yeah. Dallas. And if you're going to put a couple of bucks in them, uh, Giants obviously a magical season here on the Brian ball, but they still have both games against Philly, I believe, after mm-hmm. the rematch against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Um, they're probably going to finish like 10 and 7, maybe even 11 and 6. So if you got Dayball for coach of the year, something like that, I think he's like six to one or something like that nice. too. Uh, coach of the year. Of... Thank you, Hollis. You're giving up a bunch of nuggets out there. <laughs> coach of the year, MVP. <laughs> you know, but some of these divisions are are hard to pick. So that's a nice little nugget that, that you're throwing out there. There's different ways to approach it if you want to go a certain way. And even if the even if the Giants are the sixty, let's say. Uh, they all, if you look at, I think they were projected to win five and a half games this year wow. coming into the season. Uh, look at all the stuff that they have around the skill position players. They mm-hmm. still don't have a receiver above like 350 receiving yards, something like that. Wow. So <laughs> you look at this, there is limited resources that he could use. Yes. What they're doing offensively, playing for Saquon, like, like 35 carries or something last week. That's obviously crazy. Yeah, they're doing some um, old school, the 90s and 80s stuff with Saquon, yeah, just feeding yeah, him the ball. It's rare these days that you see something like that. And often look that way. But there's a lot of like clever little wrinkles and designs that they have in there. Yeah. Uh, come to personnel sets to get, get into. And the defense uh, has been really good. You know, the defense has been opportunistic. Uh, very good. In, in terms of situations, just just being aware when they're playing like blitz zero and all the linemen just get their hands up because they expect the short passes and stuff like that. It's yeah. just some of the little things that you see the on tape. The little things. Yeah. The uh, little things. Uh, but it's just really well coached and um, 
just great team defense. So it's so that's fun to see along with that approach. So they do same, just enough to, to get the win. Yeah. They do they do just enough exactly. to get the win. And that's why you've kind of been doing coach. it with smoke and mirrors too. So and Dayball for and the coach coaches about. And Dayball for coach of the year. Like I get that, but I think Nick Sirianni's gonna have that sewn up with the where the Eagles been playing this yeah. year. That with that record, there unless they falter and lose some games late. We'll see. I mean, they lost a, an 11-point favorite this past weekend, right? Yeah. Pete Carroll, too, with Seattle. That's another one. True. Are you still going to Seattle? Yeah, Pete Carroll. Or what do you mean? No, he no, was just I'll, saying. I spoke well, for I'm talking about the year. coach of the year. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just definitely a great season for him as well. So, uh, I would say I would say in terms of, I think Sirianni is like, what is he? Plus one fifty, something like that. Minus one thirty. I think he's the favorite right now. The Vikings coach too. I don't know who the Vikings coach is. Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's a yeah. great job. I mean you're not really expecting the Vikings to be. There's that a good. ton of good candidates for coach of the year this year. Even Robert Sala with the Jets. Like you're you right. got to consider that. To two Absolutely, New York yeah. teams. Yeah, you're right. Let's move on here because this is, we're gonna be talking coaches <laughs> all day because there's a lot of good. Like yeah, Dennis yeah. said, there's a lot of good coaches. So let's get into oh, a lot of surprising coaches this year. I'll say the that. West, the last one, the last division. Okay, the, the, the West. West. Yeah, with so, Seattle uh, leading that division, but they're they're an underdog right now, right? You got them, I think, plus two twenty. Yeah, well, San Francisco's the favorite at minus two twenty. Then you got Seattle at, at plus two hundred, and then uh, it it jumps it drops off dramatically from there. Okay, what do you think, Alice? Yeah, so, so it's a, it's obviously a two man race. I another mm-hmm. Cardinals last week with Colt McCoy. They looked okay against the Rams, True. but just look at what the Rams were feeling there as well. I think the Rams are obviously done. Yeah. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup now on IR. Stafford's been banged up throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Just some of the things on offense. I don't. I don't yeah, the offensive line is bad. Yeah, offensive line has been has been terrible. I think they're <laughs> like the worst offensive line in the league right now. Yep. And then we got the Cardinals, and the Cardinals has just been a team, kind of an enigma of the ways that they've gotten things done. And uh, in terms of the offense, in terms of the offense, uh, with Cliff Kingsbury, some of the things they're doing from a design perspective. I'm not into it all. They have Kyler and D-Hop and stuff like that that can make plays for them mm-hmm. and keep drives going that way. But now you've got Ertz on IR as well. Mm-hmm. They just cut, for some reason, you know, Benjamin, who I thought was wow. the best back on the roster. I like him I, too. I still can't believe that. Uh, yeah, one of my draft favorites a couple of years ago, one of the angriest runners out there. So I really loved him, and I have no idea there must have been something going on else. Uh, and then on defense... Uh, Throughout the years, with I think Vance Joseph is still there as DC. Some of the things they are doing in terms of the pressures that they're sending, it's mm-hmm. highly volatile how to do it. Mm. It's it's been working out, but I just don't see them. No. I don't see a path for them ready to go there. So who do you like? So like I said, it's it's between the Niners and the Seahawks, obviously. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some cracks in the armor for the Seahawks last week in terms of the run game. The Bucks were the worst rushing offense in the NFL heading into that game. And Rashad White, the rookie, went off. And then you had, as well, some of the things on offense. They're, they're kind of, I like what they're doing in terms of the early down offense with a lot of uh, wide zone run game outside toss plays. And they're bootlegging off that with some quick game sprinkled in. Um, but you saw the Bucks when they had a plan really for that. And you have the defensive front that can stop that, mm-hmm. which another team that hopefully can do it is the 49ers. Yep. Uh, that they wait, they operate defensively. So, I have to say, I like the Niners here. I see it. What do you, what did you have it at? So, at minus two twenty, and I get, I get what you're saying there with the run defense because the Buccaneers, yeah. in, you know, they pretty much 
shut Seattle down that first half completely as far as any production. Now, Seattle did have yeah. a better second half in that game. There were a ton of missed opportunities in the third quarter of that game. I should know. I bet that game right there. <laughs> uh, Gino with a fumble at the goal line as well. Mm. So they could have had more. But that game finished within seven, considering the big lead that the Bucks had go at yeah, halftime and all that. But... um. Yeah, I, I, you know, that, that was a bit concerning. When they face a tough defensive front like that, there could be problems for Walker in the run game. Yeah. When the, when the 49ers lost that game to the Chiefs, and obviously not the greatest look because mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes just had a field day on them against one of the best defenses in the NFL. Yeah. But immediately after that game, I bet the 49ers to win the division and a couple of other futures on them. Nice. Because I still really like the makeup of this team, one of, one of the better defensive teams in terms of coaching personality half there they're just getting some bodies back offensively i have no idea when that offense is really fully running and if everybody integrated how you can stop those amount of playmakers offensive sure. line getting healthy as well so i definitely like the 49ers here i actually did just did a deep dive on uh seahawks against the bucks in munich that game and some of the things how to relate to the rest of the season and protecting mm. them forward so i i still think the seahawks can be a dangerous team I would say they're the favorites right now to get into the playoffs in the NFC as the seventh seed. But in terms of the division, I definitely think it's the 49ers. And plus the 20, there is some value. So I would say not not as great as a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. uh, but if I bet one team here, I definitely bet the 49ers still here. Yeah. And, the, and, and the more experienced team as well with a deep Super Bowl run a few years ago and then a run to the conference yeah, championship cool. last year. That roster, you know, they know how to win and those they're better games. now with McCaffrey, you know, Elijah Mitchell coming back, like Hallis said, them getting healthier. That, that, that combination of Mitchell and McCaffrey too, yeah, they can bro. spell each other. They don't have to Debo give one. Too. Yeah, too much the ball Debo too many too. times. I like it. I like it, Hallis. Uh, yeah. That's a, that's a good... And I, so, sorry, I think I think it was back in week two, but they also kicked their asses the first yeah. time we played. So even that rematch, then they're already up. And uh, yeah, so like I said, I like the Niners. Yeah, you're right. It was plus ten Seattle. I had that one, and you're right. That was a mistake by me. So I do remember that they did whip. They did whip their ass. I think I think you know what happened that game actually. Trey Lance got hurt that game. And Giroppolo came it. in. And, yeah, I was betting that game thinking Trey Lance was playing, though. You know what I'm saying, Hallis? So, that was – Garoppolo's better. He's just better. He, he He's more experienced, right? Well, the jury's still out of that one. It was, just, it was Lance's second game, mm -hmm. really, as a, as a full-term starter where he knew he was going to prepare all week and stuff like that. But yeah. it's something to get into in the offseason. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Let's move on. Let's talk about these marquee matchups, D, right? So let's get into, well, of course, it's Bet the Universe here with Hallis Real Football Talk. He has yeah. a presence on Instagram, right? And YouTube. Instagram That's and his YouTube. two presences there, the yep. two platforms that he rocks yep. with. So, of course, show support to a friend of the show, Hallis Real Football Talk. Now we're going to get into some games right here. Jets Patriots, I think we'll start with. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the line is minus three and a half Patriots right now. That seems to be getting bet up throughout mm -hmm. the week. And the total is a low 38 and a half. Uh, Hallis, what you think about this game right here? This is a, obviously a huge game for the Ooh. Jets and Patriots. It's a big one. Definitely, yeah. Since we just talked about the division futures, uh, that's going to be that's going to be big for the Jets if they want to have a chance at that, or if it's going to be a two-man race here. Uh, kind of mentioned it earlier, Zach Wilson, his splits uh, dead last under mm -hmm. pressure in terms of EP per play, and I think by quite a uh, wide margin. But when he's not pressured. Um, he's actually fourth behind, I think, Mahomes, mm. Mahomes, Jimmy D, and uh, might have been Tua. Mm. So, uh, so, so, so that's obviously crazy splits if you're looking at that difference there. And then Mac Jones, right now, dead last knee pair for play. Uh, mm. Some of the things you see that happen, some regression in terms of just 
just be a little bit quicker with this uh, decision making and uh, kind of getting getting to the right uh, resolutions. The only issue is here with uh, in terms of the offense as well. I just don't like really how it's evolved uh, as an offensive unit, just in terms of the coaching staff, uh, Matt Patricia and those guys, mm-hmm. what they've been doing. I'm not, I'm not sure if Mac Jones was in all the way and there was all this weird stuff as well with him uh, getting benched because of injury, but also kind of started that game against the Bears. Think it back, it was a Monday night game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so a lot of, a lot of bad vibes uh, offensively uh, and kind of Ramondre Stevenson carrying, uh, carrying the load for them. Mm-hmm. And if you're thinking of those two quarterbacks, uh, so I would, I would think of a defensive struggle here with both defenses being top six in DVOA and both uh, also top four in pressure rate per dropback. Mm. And against two quarterbacks who really struggle against that facet of mm. the game, um, that could definitely be an issue. So, well, you think the under is the best bet, point. or are you like so the points? 30 and a half is 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 fairly low. Yeah, it's low. Uh, I would I would see. Um, Maybe not right now. I would see maybe later in the week. People love to bet the over, mm-hmm. uh, so we'll have to see if it maybe moves a couple of points. If it's around, if you can get it at thirty nine and a half, forty maybe, or you buy mm-hmm. a couple of points up. I kind of like the under here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I understand where you're coming from. How about the Jets? I mean, thirteen consecutive wins for the Pats over the Jets. So they're trying to exercise some demons over here, right, D? What do you yeah, think? What do you think, Hallis? Do you think they'll be able to get this win finally, or do you think you lean Patriots to cover the three and a half? As far as the spread, who you like? If you had to in, gun to your in, head. In terms of, in terms of, so for me, it's really a toss of who's going to win this game. So in terms of getting a field goal plus the hook, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's some value on the Jets here. Uh, I don't, I don't love it, but I think, uh, I think, mm-hmm. I think the under, if you get a, if you get a bit of a higher number, would be the better play. But mm-hmm. if I was going to go one way here, uh, in terms of the spread, I would go with the Jets, just because you get, uh, you get that field goal and the hook. Could um, be a close it's, game. it's in Foxborough to, under, to understand why the line is the way it is, uh, but I could definitely see the Jets pulling this one out, and I think it's going to be a field goal game in the end. Mm-hmm. So I would go Jets plus three and a half. And under, if you can get it a little bit, a little bit higher uh, later on in the week, potentially, uh, those would be the two leans that I'd have. I got you. Any props that you would look at? Anything you would look at player-wise? Any player that you that you could see striving uh, here? No, because not really. <laughs> no, the, the <laughs> only way that I would maybe bet in terms of a game prop or team prop would be maybe that the co- I could see a defensive touchdown in the game just because of how great both mm, defenses are. Both that's a good. That's probably value on uh, that too. This pro- I, I didn't. That one I didn't look up. Uh, but I, w- I would think in terms of just both quarterbacks being kind of erratic mm-hmm. under pressure, the things that we've seen, Good call. Uh, and just turnover prone, I think there might be some value on that. But obviously, I wouldn't correlate that with the under as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm going to go either way here. I'm not going to both. I got you. Got um, you. That's yeah. good stuff, though, Hollis. Good stuff. Good picks there. And you're right. It's a little dicey. It's not only that. I think it's going to be windy, too. So with that said, it's, it's going to yeah. be hard to throw the ball. You might get some more turnovers. And you might see a run-heavy game here and a low total. So yeah. I like that lo- that under two. Well, it's going to be running. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's well, going to be some running run. here. Zach, Dennis? Zach Wilson in his career against the Patriots, 0-3. His team is scoring 12 points per game, completion percentage of 54%, passer rating of, of 50. Ooh. Bill Belichick likes Zach Wilson, huh? Two touchdowns to seven interceptions. So you got that going for you right there. But I agree with Hollis. I think it's a field goal game. So with the hook right there, it might be best to take the plus three and a half. Yeah. I agree. And the under as well. 
Mm-hmm. Those numbers don't even shock me. That's kind of what I expected, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I watched it. I mean, yeah, you're talking about 13 consecutive losses, and you're talking about Bill Belichick against Zach Wilson. Yeah, I agree with you, Hal. Yeah. It's, it's not really surprising. Let's move on to the game of the, I think this is the game of the day right here. Cowboys at Vikings, 4 o'clock game here. Oh, D. Yeah, What's the spread, D, on this? Dallas right is a one and a half point. Now, this surprises me a little bit. Dallas, one and a half road favorites here mm. at Minnesota. Mm. 48 and a half is the total. Oh, the total's going up. Yeah, it is. What do you think, Hollis? Who you got here? So, I, I, was, <laughs> I was waiting to get into this one. Let's just look at some of, if you just look at some of the numbers. Mm-hmm. In terms of, I talked about DVOA a little bit here. Dallas, 12th in offensive DVOA, 2nd in defensive DVOA, 4th overall. Mm. The Vikings, 17th and 19th respectively. Mm. Dead average in the NFL in that regard. It kind of tells, it kind of tells you in terms of, in terms of the analytics, what you're looking at, not just looking at the records. There is some disparity in terms of the records for the Vikings. And I'm certainly not going to call them frauds or anything like that. <laughs> they have a lot of excellent pieces. And there's definitely something to be said about winning these close calls. And that's definitely something as well that the Cowboys haven't really mastered, winning those close games under Mike McCarthy, some of the game management stuff that we've seen in the past. Mm-hmm. But if you just look in terms of uh, in terms of on the field, some of the things in terms of uh, the Vikings playing a lot of soft boxes defensively, and the Cowboys love to run 12 personnel mm. and uh, then, then play action off that, off the run game. I think that's gonna be. I think that's gonna be an issue if they don't make any adjustments there. And then just some of the things that we've seen with Dak, obviously had those two bad uh, interception against the Packers. Mm. Uh, but you really like the way that you can work against the zone-heavy Vikings defense. Um, some of the things that they can maybe present there. Uh, some of the playmakers also getting healthy. Dalton Schultz, I think, is fully cleared now. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, I think he should have a pretty good game. Um, and like I said, Tony Pollard. I think forty-three and a half. I think it's over 42 and a half rushing yards right now. I bet it earlier myself. Wow. That's uh, it. Talked about some of the stuff. 42 and a half. Yeah, I couldn't believe Amazing. it. So Last, I was like, yeah. That's crazy. Right, going to be like, Zeke is back this week. Mm-hmm. And with the thing with him, Jerry Jones still defending him and uh, having to defend him because of the contract that he gave him, they're going to give him his touches. But at this point, if they don't make it at least like a 60 40 splits for Pollard mm-hmm. uh, in terms of just the touches, uh, they're kind of hampering their own offense, and right. I, I just wouldn't really get it. You're right. So I really like I really like that as a prop. Uh, in terms of the sides, I would lean Dallas. I think I had it minus one earlier, not minus one and a half. You can bet them the money line at, at that point. Uh, in terms, I, I would probably lean money line here just to be safe. But I think Dallas is the better team here. I talked about some of the things in close games, the Vikings how they've done it. There's definitely an art to that. Mm-hmm. But I think the Cowboys are the better, more complete team on the field. And um, if I was going to go one way, then it would be that. And I definitely like the fall prop. Great job there, Hallis. What do you think about this game, Dennis? What you like? Who you like? I'm here? gonna I'm gonna lean the same way as Hallis because I mean, listen, I don't want to. I also do not want to call Minnesota frauds, but they've been behind in a lot of the games during this winning streak right uh-huh. here. They've come from behind to win a lot of these games. Now Dallas, a bit of a letdown last week. Uh, in Green Bay, they were up 28-14 at the halftime. Their defense kind of let them down. They said, oh, offense, too. They could have scored more points. And like Hal has reminded us, a couple of those first half intercessions were real ugly for Dak. But 
They can lean yeah. on Pollard, man. Last week, on it was on 22 rushing attempts, I believe, that he had 115 and a rushing touchdown. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they would be crazy to move away from him. It, you got to go with what's that been... That prop is so low, right? It's surprisingly low. And also, this <laughs> line crazy. might be a little lower. Had Dallas actually held on to beat Green Bay last week, you might be seeing at this line a little higher, no? So, True. I mean, I, I, I do like cool. Dallas in this spot right here yeah. against Minnesota. Cousins has been flirting with danger, you know... They, these guys, like I said, coming from behind a lot of the times. And then last week, just throwing it up to Jefferson. It's not like it was yeah. pinpoint, you know. He was throwing it to that double coverage. And Jefferson was, Jefferson was, you know, just doing amazing things out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Cousins got to be due for a little regression. This game starts at 430. You know, this ain't quite prime time for Cousins. But you know the Cousins' prime time record is True. awful. When and this the game, record against good teams, too. Uh-huh. Remember you said last week, 2-17. and 2-17 and right? against uh, a team, I guess 2-18 and 18 now. So, or no, they won that game. So 3-17 and 17 now so. against teams with uh, uh, four games or more above 500. Exactly. So, uh, but, you know, when this game hits the fourth quarter, Roel, it's going to be around 7, 7.30 p.m. So that uh, it's close enough to prime time for me to scare me off of Cousins a little bit. I'm going to agree with Hallis, the one and a half. How about half. the total? You think it's a shootout? I think it's a shootout. I think uh, both teams put up points here. 48 Yeah, it went up. It was 47 and a half, now 48 and a half. What do you think? Do you think they go back and forth here? I mean, Dallas gave up a lot of points to Green Bay last week, and so did Minnesota to, mm-hmm. I mean, to Buffalo. If, if, if one way, I would slightly into the over, but that's like right mm-hmm. in the fringe where I'd be comfortable with betting. I think you bet on foot the side because, I mean, mm-hmm. just look just look at the circumstances here. And either one team tied for the best record in the league at home and the one-and-a-half-point dog, mm-hmm. uh, something's a bit fishy here. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. I make kind of know what's going on as well. Yeah, it, and it, just from, from like, my research, I would... Like Hallis, when you mentioned the DVOA numbers, how the discrepancy was there, pretty strong between Dallas and Minnesota. Also, you got the the line itself, Dallas being favored on the road, is fishy itself. It is. Good call. Good call. I think it's the first 8-1 team that's a home dog at at home. I was reading about that. They're the first 8-1 to to be a home underdog. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a reason for it, right, guys? Let's move on to the last matchup, D. And um, that would be what the, the, Chiefs, the uh, Chiefs against the, Chiefs the Chargers, Chargers here. This, this would be match. the Sunday night football game here. Currently at the moment, it's another road uh, favorite here. Uh, Kansas City, four and a half favorite on the road. And um, the total, 51 and a half here, another high total. Mm-hmm. I think I think the lines moved down. I think it was six and a half, something like that, earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it uh, went down. You're right. Probably because of the, uh, some of the news about the receivers for the Chargers, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. Both right now more likely to be going than not mm-hmm. from the last thing I've heard, uh, and I think that they desperately need them back. Uh, I've been I've been pretty critical of uh, of the offense for the Chargers here under Joe Lombardi, some of the things that they've done, how they're kind of holding back Justin Herbert. Got to say as well the pieces around him. I mean, some of the guys they have starting the offensive line, the receiving core. Uh, general fans on the on the street, if you're going out there, they probably don't even know their names. So it's been <laughs> it's been tough sledding and uh, the Chargers kind of licking their wounds here coming into this matchup. I do like what the I do like what he can do defensively when you look at Brandon Staley, the things that he's thrown uh, at Patrick Mahomes these last couple of years. Because just teams around the NFL, uh, they kind of shine away from playing man coverage or blitzing Mahomes. And you look at some of the splits, and that's definitely the way that you should lean. But the things that he's been kind of brewing up uh, in these matchups against him, like I think last year they were playing. Uh, as much man as any other team against them. Mm. And then this year in the first matchup, week two, I think it was the first uh, first night game, if I remember correctly, 
they blitzed him more than any other team, but the Cardinals in week one as well. And wow. they were kind of doing it in very very exotic ways, kind of bringing guys uh, across the D-line, running different games, cross-talk blitz and stuff like that. He had a lot of really fun wrinkles in there, and I think they can, they've been able to create some issues for uh, Mahomes, mm-hmm. not in terms of... Like he definitely didn't play any bad in any of those games. But yeah, they play close games, Hollis, real quick. Six of the last nine yeah. games have been decided by seven or fewer between these two teams. So these they're definitely exactly, playing yeah. close games. So does that say you yeah. do you lean Chargers here plus six or what do you what do you think? If, if I get them if I get them plus six and I can maybe buy an extra point, if I can say within a touchdown, then I might mm-hmm. lean that way. Uh I'm not really inclined if it's like four and a half that I would uh that I would go with the Chargers here because I think the Chiefs I definitely a better all-around team, the healthier team. Yeah. I mean, they lost a couple of receivers now this week as well, but with Kadarius, Tony's been incorporated into the offense, some of the youngest that they have there that mm-hmm. could step up. Uh, so in terms of in terms of a side, if I can get it, if it's if it rises again, like if one of, if one of those receivers may be ruled out and I can get it uh, plus six and a half and I can buy that extra points maybe, mm-hmm. so plus seven ultimately, uh, that would maybe be a way to go in terms of the total. Uh, I think... I don't know if you have the splits in that, but I think they've gone under in most of the recent matchups because of the, some of the things that I said with Brandon Staley, some of those game plans that he's been able to put together against Mahomes, uh, and then also the charges like Steve, Steve Spagnuolo on the on the uh, on the Chiefs side. Uh, he's also had some pretty uh, creative plans, and in terms of the way that the charges maybe cannot quite stress man coverage that same way mm. with as much receiving talent. Uh, I could see both sides here. Uh, having some success if they have their guys ready and I think like yeah that's a very high total 50 and a half primetime game some of the things that we've seen the tight games that they've played recently mm-hmm. I would slightly lean to the under and uh, in terms of the side I've, I'm not sure if I would uh, if I would really get a side here yeah it's tough it's a tough call any any props that you would look at I mean, right now, let's uh, take, before you give me your prop, let's keep this in mind, guys. Yeah. Chargers, they rank 30th in rushing yards, and they're 30th in rushing yards allowed. So they yes. have problems giving up the run, and they don't really run the ball well themselves. And the Chiefs have had well, 1,500 yards yeah. in the last three games. So averaging five, more than 500 yards a game for the Chiefs. They're on fire right yeah, now. That's that's going to be interesting how much uh, Andy Reid... Uh, Kind of leans into that facet, into the run game with Isaiah Pacheco. Mm-hmm. I think he's like he's the main ball carrier at this point with Jared McKinnon uh, being the main pass catching back and Kyle Mozilla just being phased out of the offense. So that's going to be interesting, and that's mm-hmm. definitely helped the Chargers in recent years how they've uh, how they've been sort of pass happy and relying on Mahomes, which yeah. <laughs> which is not a smart way to go, but not necessarily in this matchup because, like you said, the Chargers don't think that they're doing defensively. I'd be pouring my hair out when the when they're facing like 13 personnel, so with three tight ends and they're playing nickel defenses out there mm. and just getting run over. Yep. So if they if if he finds that balance and if they uh, if they play through the run game to some degree, uh, I could see the char I, I could see the Chiefs uh, definitely having the upper hand here and being able to dictate the game. But if it's going to be more of what we've already seen and some of those exotic looks and passing situations that Staley can throw Mahomes way. Uh, they can they can create some issues. They have done in recent years, and um, yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Like that's tough. That, 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 that's why we're leaning the under because even if even if the ch- uh, Chiefs decide to lean heavier into the run game, uh, then at least that's going to burn some clock and yes. take the ball out of the hands of those two quarterbacks. You're right. Good call. Good 
Good call. What makes do you think, a, Dennis? It makes a lot of sense with game? the under there. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, especially with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire kind of being phased out of the running offense, they are leaning on Pacheco. Mm-hmm. I think he had 82 yards last the, week. Real quick, too. The, the Pacheco, he was also doing kick returns. They took him off the kick return team now, mm-hmm. so you could tell he's probably going to be the RB1 now. Yeah. So I would probably look at a Pacheco prop. This is my thing with the Chiefs right now. I think it was actually uh, addition by subtraction when Hill got signed by the Dolphins because it allowed Mahomes to be more methodical with his offense. Yes. Go 10 yards at a time, dink and dunk, rather than relying on the three threat all the time. Uh, I know Juju Smith, uh, he, he's probably not available for this he's one. Out. because of, But again, they slide Kadarius Tony right in, and he had a phenomenal performance last week. Valdez he really Scantling. showed out Valdez Scantling. They just have a plethora of weapons. Um, it, it's, it's why they thrive, because they put a lot of pieces around Mahomes, and they let him cook, you know? So... They're quite dangerous if they could yeah. get this running game going, man. I, I, I think uh, it's a good recipe for the under on, on, on Sunday. The line kind of in no man's land right there, four and a half, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you don't want to take uh, Kansas City with too much of a high line because you know they have the atrocious against the spread record, especially when that line yeah. is, is longer than a field goal. And um, you don't want to take the San Diego, I mean, not San Diego, Los Angeles, because <laughs> you don't know if Allen or, uh, or Williams are going to be available, and you probably won't know till the very end of the week, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, it, it's tough, and, and plus all like they they're ravaged by defensive injuries as well, man. Especially yeah. on the front there, so it'd be hard to go against Mahomes and those boys. One of those bets where if you take the charges, you're actually kicking yourself for doing it after you know the Chiefs do their thing. So I agree with right the now. under. Yeah, the, the, I think the under's the way to go in this one for sure. Yeah. All right, well, Hallis, man, thank you so much for breaking down all these awesome games with us. You threw out some some MVP out there. You like Lamar at the at the twelve to one for MVP. Coach of the year, who are you leaning for for coach of the year? Uh, I, th- I think in terms of uh, the value, I think mm-hmm. with Dable, if you get him at six to one, okay. uh, I think Dable. that's the best value on the board right now. Nice. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's a it's a very tight tight race. A bunch of candidates. Yeah. It's uh, a... If you want me to, I have two. I have two more player props. Okay. Uh, yes, please. Uh, so the first one is uh, we just talked about Lamar, uh, that matchup against the Panthers. I got it at two plus touchdowns passing, plus one thirty-five. I thought that one line was was kind of nuts as well. Nice. Because you look at Carolina, I think their average in passing TDs surrendered, but uh, their start basically the starting secondaries out here. So Dante <laughs> Jackson and Terry Mitchin just placed on IR. Mm. Uh, JC Horn expected to be out. Uh, wow. The other safety Justin Berry, he's also out. And Baltimore now coming off the bye week gets. Probably the top red, so obviously the top red zone weapon, Mark Andrews probably being back. Yes. Uh, I think uh, I think two plus passing touchdown plus one thirty five is definitely great value. Uh, and Andrews actually I bet a couple of days ago as well to lead the NFL in touchdowns. I think he's only three behind despite missing a couple of games. Nice. And I think I bet him at like seventeen to one something like that. So that's <laughs> just a little bonus there. Okay, okay, uh, you want some Andrews and- touchdowns too then. <laughs> True, yeah. Uh, see, see, exactly. So if, you ca- if you catch a couple here, then then it works in favor of both my Yes, bets. yes. Uh, and then I also have uh, Daniel Jones, at least uh, 34 rushing yards. Okay. Uh, at minus 110. Line, they're playing the lines. Uh, <laughs> they're dead last carries and yards allowed uh, to opposing quarterbacks. Ooh. Um, and you obviously know uh, Jones. Like if, if he if he keeps the ball on his own read or something like that, mm-hmm. he has he has much better. He could do it on one play. Uh, Sorry, I said he could do it on one play, right? 
on one of those he RPOs. Can, exactly, he can do it on one play. And uh, I think he had like five or six carries his last couple of weeks in the high 20s. Uh, mm-hmm. But he also had that one game with over 100 yards. So mm-hmm. if you don't account for him, and especially with the way that they've been feeding Saquon, uh, maybe a couple of design runs for him if he just keeps that ball. If the mm-hmm. if the campaign defender uh, doesn't really account for him and just shoots inside, tries to track it down, he just keeps that ball around the edge. Like yep. he said, one play and he could probably rip it off. Uh, so I definitely like uh, I definitely like that line thirty four and a, uh, awesome. thirty four rushing yards plus. Awesome. Great job by you, Hallis. And guys, like I said earlier, man, check them out. Hallis Real Football Talk on YouTube and check out Hallis Real Football Talk on Instagram. He always has some great posts. He always has some great videos. So follow Hallis. Hallis, thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate you, brother. Thanks for having me. Always fun to get together with you guys. It's been too long. And get some rest. <laughs> get some rest. I know we kept yeah, you up late over there. Hallis from Austria. The girlfriend's already asleep. At, the, oh. <laughs> at this point, it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, you're going to sneak in under the covers. <laughs> well, thanks again, brother. Later, brother. Later. Thank you, guys. So that was Hallis there, D. He's Hallis, awesome, yeah, right? Hallis Real Football Talk. Uh, man, when he gets on, the show gets smarter. The yeah. audiences get smarter. You're right. This guy comes with the knowledge. He had a lot. He was ready to go, bro. He knows his stuff, too. Like, he he goes in. Like, this guy's like an expert, D, you know? So very happy to have him on the show when, when we can. And he had some good picks, man. Follow Hallis. And now we're about to go all in, D. Well, the show's been running long, bro. So we're going to zip through yeah, what's left here of the fast. games. We probably do like a little rapid fire. So, you know, uh, picking up where we left off with Hallis, let's just jump into uh, Lions and G-Men, right? Yeah, Lions and G-Men. G- uh, in this one, it's minus three. G-Men at home, 45 is the total. Roski off the bat. Let me just tell you, I love Saquon Barkley rushing prop. You got me. You this, got me. I was going to say that. That, 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 that uh, <laughs> defense over there is 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 the, yeah, horrible. The Detroit defense is horrible yes. at, at containing the run, so I got to go there first, bro. Damn. Saquon's going to run all over these guys. I had a star next to my thing that says, Saquon's going to get at least 30 touches, take Saquon props. So we so, both like that. What, yeah, do, let, sure. let, what about the minus? three the Giants still being disrespected <sighs> here I feel I kind of like the Giants minus three here like last week we said they had to get it done against Houston You're right. and you know it, it, it got I mean Houston could have backdoor covered them there a couple of times at the end but again another spot where the Giants got to get it done against a bad team yeah and did. the line is short they're at home they've been rolling I, I like the Giants here I agree with you, D. I lean Giants, you know, even though they're kind of left, for, they're kind of due for a letdown, you know what I'm saying? They've been playing really good ball all year, bro, you know? So that's the one thing I will say. Lions, though, I mean, their defense is still 32nd in the league. The, and Dan Campbell, D, ex Giant, so he's going to have, you know, he's going to have his guys ready here. It's going to be a little windy. The fact that the Lions stopped, struggle to stop the run and Saquon's been that good this year, that is all I need. I mean, the Lions were fortunate last week to come back. They were down 24-10, and they came back against the Bears to get that late victory. I like the Giants here. And another thing, I'm not afraid to give Saquon the ball and give it to him a lot. Right. 35 carries last week. He was a bell cow last <laughs> week. They just kept feeding him, and I'm looking that they're going to do the same this week. Yep. I mean, listen, the G-men on offense, they really don't have a lot of skilled players at receiver, and they're just doing what works best. Barkley is absolutely the queen on the chest board and they just keep using him i can't blame them i would say and let's use them too guys saquon props right they saquon props all around Jump anytime to touchdown rushing props everything everything that's out there Head you want to do uh bears falcons yeah that's the next one brother. so bears falcons falcons minus three at home and it the totals here at 49 and a half what you think here the first thing i'll say is man the bears they've been putting up 
tons of points lately. The like the last four games, every game they hit thirty, and the one game they didn't hit thirty, they had twenty nine. So they've been really good, but they also given up tons of points. That's why they losing all these games, D. So with you know Fields, of course, we know what Fields been doing. He's been super impressive. Both these teams like to run the ball first and fourth respectively, with the Bears being first. So I mean, I, I like the Falcons here. I feel like they'll be able to take advantage of the Bears. The Bears have a bad run defense. The Falcons' run defense is just a little bit better. You know, Fields has been impressive. I wouldn't be surprised either way. I'm probably not betting this game. My favorite bet is probably the over, though, D. I feel like there'll be points here. Even though they're two run-heavy teams, there'll be points here. Man, Chicago's had some hard luck these last two weeks. Uh, I, th- mm-hmm. I think this is the, the game where they get it, actually, because yeah. they, they could have beat the Lions and it got away from them. Same with the Dolphins. They were True. right in the thick of that game right there. I think this time they, they get it done, so I'll... I'll roll with Chicago in the plus three here. Okay. Also, Roski, for the third time in a row, Justin Fields over rushing prop. Why not? Why not? I don't blame you. 60, what is it, 65 now probably, 70? He's a big piece. You know, he's a big piece. What's the number at? Uh, let me get into it real quick. Look that up real quick. I mean, and the and the Falcons, I mean, they're holding on to the hairs of their chinny-chin-chin here, D, uh, specifically talking about the division. You know what I mean? They are 1-4 against the spread as a home favorite, so that sides with you. So, you know, I like the over, though. Chicago's gone over the last four games straight. So, I, you know, that's that's where I'm heading with, this, with my gambling. Mm. And you're going with Fields prop. Whatever the number is, it doesn't matter, guys. It's going to be between 60 and 70 most likely, I think. Well, you can get him right now. Having him on the, I'm looking at the alternate rushing yards right here, right? So you can do 80 plus. Because last week he had another buck 42, right? Mm-hmm. I think he has 700 and something. Anyway, uh, 80 plus yards plus 134. Mm. You can do 70 plus yards at minus 122. Mm. And then the odds get longer from there. So you think he rushes for over 70 yards is the question. Because at, at 60 plus, it's minus 210. I hear. Yeah, minus one. Yeah, the 70. I think he does, D. I think he does. What do you think? I think uh, two rushing scores last week. Uh, why not? And he, and he's, he's a beast. He's, he's, he breaks off long ones, too. Michael exactly. Vick, man. And also, he reminds me of Cap that first year when, when nobody could figure out what the hell yes. he was doing out there. You're right. Also, a big and strong guy. I don't know if, if people know that about Justin Fields. This guy is hard to tackle. So, mm-hmm. I like the prop again. Let's go for three in a row on that one. I'll also take a flyer. Chicago plus three. I think Roski likes the Falcons, right? I lean Falcons, yeah. They're still in the mix in the division, and they're at home. And I think they could stop the run a little bit better than the Bears can. Browns, Bills, this one's currently sitting, I believe, seven and a half right now. Buffalo at home and 49 and a half is the total. Yeah, interesting right here. Deke Stefanski, seven and one against the spread as an underdog of at least three and a half points. You're getting eight points here if you're the Browns. Bills obviously coming off a horrible showing. I mean, I don't want to say horrible. They lost, you know, but it was just tough the way they lost. They're still second in scoring. They're still second in points allowed. And, and, and the Browns... Do give up points, man. They're 31st in the league and giving up points. They, they give up almost 27 points a game. So with that said, and the Bills having that sour taste in their mouth, man. And I know it's in Detroit now that they're playing, right? At Ford Field mm-hmm. because of the snow. So the Bills will be in the fast turf over there. Man, they got to take the Bills here, you know. I lean Bills, D. Listen, the, the Bills are due for a bounce back spot mm-hmm. right here, you know. And, and the Browns, I think they're kind of mailing it in. They still have two games left before Deshaun Watson returns. I don't think they've won enough games to kind of make their season relevant down the stretch, even if Watson can come and save them. I got to go with Buffalo coming off the loss right here. Like, this is a, a bounce-back spot if I've ever seen one. Mm-hmm. And I think this one goes over, too. I think points will be scored here. I agree with that. 
I agree with that. Um, 41 and a half. I think that total, what's the total now at Ford Field? 49 be, and a half. So it went up eight points. Yeah, but I, I do think the Bills finally turned the tables in this one. A lot of hard luck for them the last couple of weeks here. Yeah. Eagles, Colts, Colts, six and a half at home. 45 is the total. Roski, what you think about this matchup? I mean, Jeff Saturday had a huge win last week in his first, in his first, you know, his first game. So that was great for the Colts. They ran the ball, which was nice. Big victory for them. I mean, it gets them back in the mix. You know what I mean? And then when I look at and break down this game, though, D, the biggest difference that you see really is what you're going to see on third down conversion here. Philly's fourth at 47%, and the Colts are 24th at 37%. So obviously the the Eagles have been getting in, into a good position on, on, on third down with the run game being one of the top run games in the league. One thing that does concern me, Hurts on the road. Five and ten against the spread for uh, for his career, and two and six as a road favorite for Jalen Hurts. One and three against the spread this season on the road. <laughs> so they haven't done a great job on the road under Jalen Hurts. Now, just for fun, when I was looking at the coach of the year odds, I was looking down the list to see if I see Jeff Saturday somewhere down there. No because way. Could he get some votes if he were to knock off the Eagles after the True. win last week? This week? Okay. But I don't think it's going to happen, bro. I think <laughs> the Eagles win this one right here, and I think they win it by a touchdown covering the six and a half. So, mm. I mean, you know, listen, hey, uh, uh, and Jonathan Taylor, I, I got to say, I like his prop in this one right here, okay. bro. Philly was a bit exposed for a bad rush defense by uh, Washington on Monday. Good so ball. I think Jonathan Taylor here, especially when he resurfaced last week with his 147 yards and a touchdown, Saturday's got to know that's the recipe to win for the Colts. A little Matt Ryan managing the game, a whole lot of Jonathan Taylor, right? So I like, uh, I, I like I'll, I'll take the Jonathan Taylor prop right there, whatever I like it that. is. I like that. The I really got no prop on this game. Um, I probably look at Pittman. I mean, Pittman is always a weapon that, that Matt Ryan does like to use, and they're going to have to throw the ball, especially if they're down. So that might come into play here. Besides that, though, I'm good. I'll probably stay away from this game, to be honest with you. I kind of think the Colts are going to cover, though. I lean Colts, to be honest with you, D. Mm. Think they got the close game. You lean Philly to cover? Yeah, I like Philly to cover the. If, if I can get a six and a half, as long as it doesn't creep off that over that touchdown mark, I, I'll take uh, my chances with Philly here. Okay. I think it's a, a bounce back spot for them as well. They were disappointed on Monday, you know, with that loss to Heineke. Jonathan Taylor, just so you guys know, eighty-five and a half yards is the rushing uh, total there for him. So I'll like I'll, I'll take my shot on over there. All right. Let's move on. We're gonna go to the Rams and Saints. This one right here, bro, kind of a. A, t- a battle of bad teams here, huh? Yeah. Teams that aren't playing for much anymore. Saints minus three, 39 uh, is the total here for the Rams. I think the Rams are cooked, bro. Yeah, and with the Saints being in the division that they're in, they still have still they're holding on hope, a little yeah, bit. But the, the offense on. has regressed the last few he- weeks here with Dalton. It has, and, and both teams here are in a desperate situation. But with no Stafford here going for, I mean, I'm looking to see if there is Stafford. I actually got them probables, D. Stafford's probable cup out for the next month for ankle surgery. Exactly. So that's the big deal, really. Cup being out is like, the, and he's like the team MVP. Let's be real, guys. And with them being so hampered on the offensive line, them having no run game, their offense has been shit this year, straight up. This Saints team is, is just a little bit better. They're at home. You know what I mean? I buy down to three. New Orleans minus three. Mm-hmm. And I take the Saints. Andy Dalton's had some success. You know, he has some good against the spread numbers that I was looking at. So I would lean with the Saints here um, and, and buy the three. And the total's low to me. You know, 39 and that fast turf, I got I, I got to consider the over there. You know what I mean? D, one thing right here. Andy Dalton, 24 and 11 and 1 against the spread in his career with being at least a four-point favorite. So we almost got it to that four-point 
if he gets to the four point, maybe take that Dalton, right? Take Dalton and, and the Saints here. What do you think? Rams, uh, in these three straight losses that they had, they've averaged 14.7 points per game. Mm. Saints, their last two back-to-back losses, they've averaged 11.5 points in that stretch. Mm, I'll take the right. under in this one that's right here. Right. No Cooper Cup. I, I doubt Stafford will be... They're going to give this guy as much time as possible. They're not playing for anything, guys. So they're not going to rush this guy. He's not going to play this Sunday. I'll mm. take the under in this one gladly. Okay. And I'll, I'll, I'll give me the points no with, with the Rams. In a game like this, this, listen, honestly, this is just a lean because... I will not be betting this game Sunday, right? It's a it's a coin flip game. Anything yeah. can happen. Give sure. me the points with the Rams. I got you. Uh, Panthers, Ravens. This is the highest spread of the week. Ravens minus 13 against the Panthers. 41 and a half is the total. Uh, I believe the Ravens are coming off a bye week, bro. Yeah. So they should be well prepared for this one. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, the 8-3-1 against the spread as a double-digit favorite here in the regular season. So, it, you know, 12-0 outright. So you could definitely put – if you got him in any – if you got any pools that are still alive right now, obviously, and you haven't taken the Ravens, you're taking the Ravens this week for sure. So that's a good thing. And I think – I don't know. I, I have a feeling Baker Mayfield is starting here for Carolina, D. Ooh. I think so because I'm seeing a lot of stats on Baker Mayfield come up. He's 0-5 against the spread in his last five meetings against Baltimore with his history with, with Cleveland. And, you know, the Carolina's just bad, man. Uh, Hallis was telling you guys how the whole secondary's out with J.C. Horn and, and the other cornerback was actually pretty good in safety. So, I mean, they're, they're, this team is in trouble. Carolina, um, uh, Ravens off a bye. You know, I, there's only one way to go here the way I see it, Baltimore. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to agree, especially coming off a bye week. That should definitely help in, in covering this spread right here. What concerns me is in four games at home, Baltimore is 2-2, two and two, and in all of those games, it's been decided by four points or less. Mm. Uh, Ravens are 27th in pass offense as well, Ro. Only one spot ahead of the Panthers, coincidentally. Whoa. But uh, I think L- Lamar Jackson finds some more rhythm in this one right here, especially through the air. And uh, I'll, I'll, I'll trust the home team in this one. Panthers are on four straight up on the road this year. So we'll, we'll go Ravens in this one. We'll trust that they can cover this high spread. Yeah, I'm looking to see the injury report. P.J. Walker is out, D, so we are getting Baker here to, um, on Sunday. Okay, and then that's uh, that's quite the environment for Baker to make his return in. Uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a rabid fan base out there uh, asking for blood. I don't know, that's give a good me, thing. Give me the Ravens. Yeah, I like, that. I like the Ravens, too. I might, I'm thinking about making them a pick. Mm. That's a high spread, bro. But high spread. I, I, you know, you got sometimes you gotta you gotta you know slick your head out there, right? Exactly. Commanders Texans. Commanders favored on the road in this one minus three forty and a half is the total. The Commanders here at just a minus three. I'm. I just want to know if Heineke is starting or not because then I will really consider them as as a pick right here. Washington is number one in time of possession. The third down efficiency here for the Texans is awful. They're thirtieth guys, only thirty one percent. Uh, conversion percentage here on third down and Heineke's been really good I can't, I can't say it enough I can't stress it enough the guy wins he covers he's actually I think 2-0 and against the spread as a, as a as a favorite so he's this is a spot where he's favored um he also got uh, other numbers that are great the, he's 9-2-1 and against the spread his last 12 starts so he's been doing a great job covering this season he's 3-0-1 against the spread and the last six games he's 5-0-1 against the spread so I mean Heineke's been doing a great job bro so i would lean washington minus three i'm gonna have to agree with you here uh texans also own four against the spread when they're an underdog of less than seven points mm. which in this one they are i i like heineke uh i like them to build over listen the commanders are in the playoff picture you're right 
they are in the playoff picture. So this is there's a must plenty win. of motivation mm-hmm. for them against a team who's probably not motivated. Uh, the only thing that really scares me on on Houston is uh, Damian Pierce. Yes. He does his thing, seems to do his thing regardless of, of who he's playing, matchup, and all that. But uh, I think Commanders get it done here. I can see Pierce them winning by, by four or five. Yeah, I, I would consider it. I mean, he does have uh, over 700 yards in the season, so his production is high. But... Uh, I mean, maybe not though, because uh, rumor there's murmurs of Chase Young coming back pretty soon here. Mm. I think he started practicing with the team, so I don't know. And and Washington's been doing it. I mean, they've been piecing it together on offense, but really their defense is what what's been good throughout this good stretch for them here. So I do like the side though. I, I like Houston here to win by a field goal or better. Dean, for me, my favorite bet in this game. Is I mean, uh, de- Washington. Sorry, is definitely Washington along with you. I like Washington <laughs> minus three, but I also like McLaurin, guys. I'm going back mm. to the well. Terry Mc, Terry Scary McLaurin, he's had 11 targets last week. He had nine targets the week before that, and eight and eight. All Heineke games, he's had at least eight targets. I like McLaurin props. He blew up last week with 128 and, and eight receptions. I like it again. Move on to uh, the Raiders at Denver. This yeah. one is uh, minus two and a half Broncos at home, 41 and a half. Is the total? I don't know how you trust either team here, yeah, bro. I this mean, is a rough one. Come on, the Denver last week, what a disappointment. Yeah, they're thirty second in the league. The Denver fourteen point six a game. They don't score much, but they don't give up much either. So the first thing I look at is the under because they're one and eight on the under the whole season. So this story is the same, bro. There's no need for me to change anything. The under's been cashing. Both these teams are shit. Yes, Las Vegas has won five straight games against Denver, but. I don't trust them. The Raiders, they're 32nd in the league in sacks. You know, they only got three interceptions, good for 28th in this in this game. You know, this will be one of those slug it out fests. 41 and a half is still kind of high for me, to be honest with you. I'll buy up to 42 and take the under. 100% on the under in this one is going to be another low-scoring affair. The Broncos are miserable on offense. They cannot do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all type of stories out there about Russell calling audibles from his Seattle days and people don't understand what he's saying in the huddle. <laughs> Are it's you just serious? A whole I bunch of dysfunction. Judy's yeah. not on the field because uh, he can't. he's not available. I think what, he had a concussion, right, Judy? I think so, yeah. A few weeks right. ago, so yep. I don't see him playing in this one as well. And also the Raiders, man. Like, what the hell is up with McDaniel? Like, oh, Jeff Saturday got all this flack for coming in and, and having no head coach experience, but, you know, the guy got a win. But what's there to be said about McDaniel, who has all the coaching experience in the world? This guy learned under Bill Belichick, and yeah. now in his second stint here, another disappointment. This offense, which is what he's, he's known, is, is his hallmark being, a, you know, a master of offenses, looks like fucking crap, bro. They can't do anything. Cars is crying after, after games, you know, because he's so fed up with what's going on over there. It's just a hot mess over there. So just a, a battle of hot mess teams in this one, right? I'll take the under. Take the under. That's the best bet. And just close your eyes, you know. Just check it after the game. You don't even want to watch this one. Let's move, brother. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. We covered Cowboys uh, Vikings yes. already. Let's get to Bengals Steelers. Three and a half road favorites the Bengals are. And 41 is the total here. When I look at it, the first thing I see is, is what I saw last week, you know, and, and I was thinking about the Steelers, you know, after the words, and I'm like, damn, home underdog, I knew with Tomlin, and they came through last week, they, they got a big victory there. So Tomlin this week, again, he's a home underdog against a Bengals team that he has a lot of success against. You know, the Bengals are coming off a bye here. That's the one thing that concerns me. And the thing that concerns me is even more if I'm a Steelers fan, which I am a Steelers fan, is the third down efficiency. 49%, almost 50% for, for Cincinnati, which is good for third in the league. Cincinnati is the better team. 
this is a, a, a demon that they have to exercise here against the Steelers. I think the Cincinnati's going to get the cover here. I'll buy down a three if I can. Hopefully wait and, and buy down here, D. Yeah, I, I think the difference, because they actually played the first week of the season. The Steelers uh, got them 23-20. But in that game right there, Burrow threw those four picks. I doubt he throws four picks this time around. And I think uh, Joe Mixon will be the difference maker in this one, doing okay. his thing. He's been pre pretty good uh, as of late, running the ball. Yeah, Cincinnati's got to get a win in this AFC North, no, right? They have to. They haven't They haven't won yet, right? Nah, they got to they gotta pick up that first victory. So I think they get this it here it. against Pittsburgh, man. They, they highly got to be highly motivated for this one. Are you thinking mixing props there, D? Any props that you like besides that? Because I, I, it sounds like you're thinking mixing props. I mean, I, I would consider mixing. I know he's pretty good for any time touchdown a lot of the times. And I'd, I'd look at his over. Uh, let me see if I could get to it real quickly, Roa. I would, I would consider... I would definitely consider... Um, Who's my guy? Higgins. T. Higgins, man. He, I lean on this guy, man. T. Higgins is really good. Right now, there's no chase. So, he got you know? 68 and a half for Joe Mixon. And then if you, you know, want to back Najee Harris on the other side, 45 and a half for him. Ooh, that's not bad for Najee. He had a great week, a great um, week last week. I had him on his over. Broke off a long one. I think yeah, that was, that was, was over 45 in, in itself. Yeah, it, it's, when it's that low, you know, he was due. So, that's why I was going in that direction. I might look at Najee again this week because... They, 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 they feed him the ball, and he's one of the main weapons on that side. 49ers, Cardinals to round it out. This one is minus 8. 49ers, 43 and a half is the total. And the biggest difference here is defensively, D. The San Fran, they give up uh, 18 points a game, good for fourth. Arizona, they give up nearly 26 points a game. That's 30th in the league. You know, and then on top of that, the sacks that, that, that San Francisco could generate, which is another issue that Arizona has. You know, if Colt McCoy goes here... I don't know if that's good or bad for the for the for the um the Cardinals here. I mean, I would lean, I would lean I'm gonna lean Cardinals though, D. I'm gonna be honest. It's too big of a spread here. San Fran is the talk of the town. I get that. I love the weapons. I love all the weapons they have. But it's still a division game. D Hop is still involved. You know, there's still other weapons that Arizona has with Rondale Moore being out there. A couple of running backs and Connor's back, obviously, so they'll use Connor. I know they they cut Benjamin, like uh, Hallis said, and that there's no uh, uh, Hollywood Brown right now, and that they're still missing Zach Ertz. But I still like the Cardinals to keep this close at home. I mean, eight points is a lot of points for a division game. I'd be a little cautious with that role because I don't know if Kyler Murray might be available for this one. Hey, you're gonna do that with Colt McCoy? Yeah, I'll do it with Colt. Okay, because he's he's done. He's got underdog wins and he played well last week. Uh, listen, if it's going to be more than a touchdown, then I'll side with Roe and I'll take the points. I think at a touchdown and less, or if you want to include 49 and some sort of tease and all that, mm -hmm. I, I will side 49ers because I, I think they do win the game. But I, although I think it's going to be with, within a touchdown. Listen, the 49ers, they're rounding into playoff shape, you know? And this team is, is experienced, like we were talking about earlier with Hallis. And I, I think that, that, you know, that duo backfield of McCaffrey and, e, and Eli Mitchell... That's the Good. thing to be uh, to be reckoned with right there. So, you know, mm -hmm. as long as Jimmy G can can keep a clean sheet and not turn the ball over, I think this team is in good shape, bro. They got a hell of a defense as well. Uh, I'll, I'll If you can get it under a touchdown, I'll go 49ers. But if you just want to go straight up, uh, I'll take uh, Arizona plus eight or better, or plus seven and a half and better. Yeah, for sure. Kyle Shanahan is 4-9-1 as a regular season favorite of at least seven points. He's not good as a favorite. He likes to play stuff close to the vest. He likes to play tight games. You know, I don't want to say it like that, but he's willing to take the field goal. He won't go all in like that. And Jimmy Garoppolo, D, as a seven-point dog, 2-8-1. So, you know, they just don't – they're not great in these big favorite spots. So I'm going to lean with, with, the, with the Cardinals. I like a prop here too, guys. 
I'm going to go back to this well. Brande Ayuk, Ayuk for the 49ers. I like him. I like him a lot. He's one of the best weapons. Uh, Jimmy G is very comfortable with him. I like Ayuk over his receiving yards, whatever it is. It's probably like around 50 or something between 50 and 60. So give me Ayuk receiving yards. And then, you know, Elijah Mitchell, I don't know how much burn he's going to get, but I really like Elijah Mitchell, bro. And I liked him back going back to last year. But the problem is that you just don't know how many carries he's going to get. Probably stay away from that. Anything you like, D, prop-wise? Uh, the Saquon Barkley prop, uh, rushing. I mean, in this game right in here? In this game, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, Mexico, D, too. This is at Mexico. I would, I would Either one, or, or I'll take a stab with both McCaffrey and uh, Mitchell. Anytime touchdowns. Nice. They get McCaffrey at minus 130 right now, and you get Mitchell at plus 130. So, I think Sweet. one of them, if not both, score some touchdowns, honestly. You're right. You're right. I like that, too. That run defense from Arizona is, is nothing to be, you know, to, to write home about, for sure. So, that wraps it up, brother. Yeah, for That's sure. It. Let's get to the picks. picks. So uh, last week I was uh, at one and two. Dallas let me down there. They had that fourteen point lead in the fourth. Feeling real good about going two and one in the week, and of course they flipped it. But you know, listen, fourteen and seven in the season, mm -hmm. still good. So we're looking to build this weekend. Bro, how was your weekend last week? Pretty good, right? Yeah, I know. It was solid, brother. Yeah, I was happy to share it on the on the of course on the Instagram page. KC was my my pick. You know, we shared that pick a nine and a half. I took KC. Uh, the Giants at four and a half. They were easily covered there against the Texans. Even I mean, not easily because the Texans were fighting to the end, really. And then Miami, Cleveland over. That was the easy one, you know. And I was leaning Miami to, to win that game too. So it was a really good week, D. I was really happy about it. I did great on my props too. I threw them out there so some of you guys could see it on the Instagram page. So and the story. So mm. it's good stuff. Who do you who do you you got anybody you like anybody this week or are you still oh, yeah, looking to? I'm, I'm gonna go. Nah, nah. Listen, I, I got my three ready. So <laughs> three? I'm gonna shoot. With Dallas, mm. one and a half. Me and Hollis, we connected on that one right there. We, you know, he was spitting the numbers there. I think there's a big discrepancy as the quality of these teams right here, although the records would suggest otherwise. Minnesota's been coming back from behind in a lot of games. Coming back from behind, double-digit, you know, deficits. Mm -hmm. And somehow coming through. But at some point, that's got to come back and bite them in the ass. And I think this is the week. So I'm going to roll with Dallas here. Uh, minus one and a half, I believe it is at the moment, bro, right? Yeah, one and a half, Dallas. I'll take my shot with, with the Cowboys in this one. So uh, I'm also going to go, Roski, with... Uh, I'm going to take a shot with Chicago, plus three. Mm. Uh, they've been disappointed, uh, disappoint, you know, disappointing losses these last two weeks and all that, but against Atlanta here, who can't seem to get right themselves, they've been kind of flippy-floppy. I, I like Chicago and the way they've been running the ball. I think they, they finally get it done uh, this weekend here. And then to finish it off, bro, you know what, man? I got to do it. I'm going to take the G-Men minus three mm. against the Lions. I'm going to hope these guys can get it done. We, we kind of gave them the script last week. Giants are being disrespected. And, um, you know, they got to show the world that they can beat, especially the bad teams, you know. They, I think the Giants are going to the playoffs, and there'll be a time where they have to answer the bell against one of those really, really good teams. And they did beat the Ravens earlier this year coming back from, double, you know, a, a double-digit deficit. True. So they've done it earlier this year. But uh, I like them here against this putrid Detroit defense, especially their run defense really bad. I also suggested the, suggested the, the Saquon Barkley prop. But I'll, I'll go ahead and go with the G-Men to win this game as well, minus three. I think they cover the field goal. Good stuff, D. I like it. And I'm going to start with that, too, myself. You know, I went with the Giants last week. Of course, we're here in New York, guys. I'm not a Giant fan, but at the same time, the Giants are kind of being disrespected here. They're getting these short lines. Saquon is dominating. Debo is a true candidate for Coach of the Year. I do like the Giants at minus three here against the Lions team that a lot of the time 
finds a way to lose. There is a little bit of extra pressure on Dan Campbell here coming back to New York. He was a former player trying to get this win here. You know, and I know they're flying high, Detroit, coming off that big win against Chicago and that big fourth quarter comeback. But at the same time, I just like the Giants, their state right now, their mentality, the way they're playing. Giants, minus three. Moving on, another team in that same division, D, and it's not the Cowboys. It's Washington, minus three. I think Washington is a solid pick this week. They've been playing really good under Heineke. I'm hoping, I'm praying that it's Heineke again. I heard that Winston's healthy. Um, you know, you got Ron Rivera. He's smart enough to know that his team's playing well with Heineke right now. Give me Heineke. Give me Rivera. Give me minus three. And give me Scary Terry. You know what I'm saying? With the prop. You already know. A little extra there for you guys. And then the last one, D, is, is you know, I was going back and forth with this one a little bit, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to pull the trigger. Broncos, Vegas, under. 41 and a half is a high total for Denver. The way they've been playing games this year, all these games are slugfest. They don't score. They stop teams from scoring. They have a good defense, a solid defense that they lean on. Their coach is a bad coach. He plays everything close to the vest. He's going to take the field goal, if anything. I like the, the under here, under 41 and a half. You know what? I'll buy the half point. Give me under 42 in the Vegas-Denver game. Roski, before we get out of here, I got to make a change to one of my picks. Okay. It was something I overlooked here, and I got to do it. So Hold we're going to take Chicago out. Okay. Plus three. We're going to forget Chicago. We're going to stick with Dallas one and a half. We're going to go with the Giants minus three. Okay. I cannot ignore it, bro. What's that? I got to go Patriots minus three. I'll buy the hook mm. to get it within the three because, you know, how it's like that? That. we think it's going to be a field goal game, but somehow I, maybe it might not be a field goal game. Zach Bale? Wilson's numbers are horrendous <laughs> against Bill Belichick, and I cannot. I'll say it again. 0-3 in three, three games against the spread. The team scored 12 points a game, a 54% completion percentage, two passing touchdowns to seven picks. I can't ignore that. He's going to that house up there. He's going to Bill's house. Also, when Zach windy. Wilson went pressure, a quarterback rating of six. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's Yards per attempt, three, 21% completion. Wow. Bill's going to find ways to get to this guy right here. He's going to melt up there in Foxborough. Mm. I'm sorry, Chicago Bears. I got to boot you out the, the, the trifecta here. And I got to slide Bill <laughs> and the Patriots in at minus three. And 13 Give me the straight half victories. And 13 straight. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. I got to go with the Patriots here. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking about the Jets, but then I thought about the 13 victories that the Pats had. I didn't want to go against the Jets, though, but you you did, bro, yeah. and I can't blame you for I, it. Listen, I, I got to do it. I got to so go with the it, I got to go with that strong trend right there. That's it, brothers. We so, again, Dallas one and a half, Giants three, Patriots three. I'll buy the half point to get it in the, in that, in that, on that key number. And I'm at Giants minus three, Washington minus three, and I'm buying up to 42 in the Las Vegas Denver, and I'm snatching that under there, fellas. And I'll go uh, say the say well, not official picks, but uh, I would suggest the Saquon prop rushing and Justin Fields over over his thing for the trifecta the three favorites. in a row. I like them, um, guys. Uh, special thank you to Hallis Real Football Talk. Yep. For coming through and blessing the show with his knowledge and his insights. The guy's very smart about football. He obviously does his homework, deep diving and all. He was a real pleasure to have him on the show today. And we will be having him again in the future. Um, 
Of course, betteruniverse.podbean.com, the original home, iTunes, Spotify, the IG page, and of course the panel pick app with the two presents since there. Bet the Uni Road, Bet the Uni Dennis, those are the handles that represent the show. Roski, anything you want to uh, leave on the audience before we get out of here? Good luck, man. Good luck. Be careful with that early season NBA betting, man, because it's, it's been rough slutty, man. So just be yeah, careful. Yeah, uh, I was looking at the standings the other day, bro. Quite surprising. Yeah, that's what I mean. I looked at the standings, too, and I'm like, man, none of these teams are supposed to seems be Seems like right uh, Oklahoma City is a good team now, and it seems like Sacramento is, a, is an even better one. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm, I'm going to sit and wait and continue to watch. I'm going to sit and wait and, and monitor the situation over exactly. there. But, um, yeah. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And thank you again, Hallis Real Football Talk. If you do re-listen to the show, and, you Thanks, know, just to, to catch up. thank you, Hallis, for everything. We will be in contact. Good luck this weekend, guys. Be careful.